If you're interested in learning how I launched Zim Excellence, then you're in luck. Sign up for my podcast workshop and learn how it's easier and more affordable than ever to start a podcast. Also, grab yourself a copy of my podcast resource guide, which covers industry terminology, suggested tech setup, in addition to countless free online resources to support your podcast journey. Just head to wongai.com forward slash podcast creation. That's wongai.com forward slash podcast creation. The link will also be down in the show notes. Now, let's start the show. Yeah, welcome to the party. Hello, Makadini Salibonani. My name is Wongai, and you're listening to Zim Excellence, a weekly celebration of Zimbabwe's change makers and trailblazers. So here's the secret, y'all. Zimbabweans are actually dope AF, and it's just time that we recognize it. So grab yourself a plate of sadza and grab that stony ginger beer and let the party begin. Welcome to another episode of Zim Excellence. Today, my guest was born in Zimbabwe and is a former player for the Springboks rugby team. In his youth, he was granted a scholarship to play for the Prince Edward Tigers and made history for being the youngest person to play for the team. Aside from being known as one of the fastest rugby players of his era, he is also a man of faith, dedicated husband and father, now living in Cape Town, South Africa with his wife and two children. Please welcome Tondurai Chavanga. Hey guys, how are you doing? Uh, Vongai, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm really looking forward to having uh, some interesting conversations with you and uh, yeah, let's get it popping. Sweet stuff. Okay, so um, we have to get this out there before I forget. We have two awesome things in common that it's important that I feel is important for the people to know. So first things first, we are both Capricorns. I discovered, and we are both Christmas babies. Oh, is that okay? Yeah, Capricorn. When, when is your birthday? My birthday is the twenty seventh of December. Close enough. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> twenty-four. I'm twenty-four. So, yeah. And you know what that means, right? Yeah. <laughs> um the the animal or like the symbol for a Capricorn is the goat. So we are both the greatest of all time. So uh-huh. I just needed the listeners to know that. <laughs> I I actually didn't know what the what the symbol for Capricorn is. Uh, once upon a time, I actually did used to follow horoscopes. Then I was just like uh Nah, not for me. But um, yeah, I mean, I think being born in December is, uh, I found it not to be uh, particularly advantageous. Uh, my birthday has always been, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not big on on birthdays and all, the, all that kind of stuff. I, I suppose it's because when it was time for my birthday, people were, be, were getting prepared for Christmas. So it was just like, oh, by the way, it's his birthday. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know that story very well. The second thing I also want to get out there is you're from the same province slash hometown. Well, province, let's say. Same province as my dad. So we're literally family, basically. <laughs> my dad's from Mashingo as well. There Are you go. You we, we family. <laughs> yeah. Mashingo makes uh, the best people, huh? Yeah. So I'm learning. All right. So before we get into the juicy details about your incredible career, 
I'd love for you to take us back in time because you are a Zim Excellence superhero. And as you know, every superhero has their origin story. So I'd love for you to share a bit of your origin story so that you can kind of help us understand how you got from point A in Zimbabwe to point B, like where you are now. Uh, firstly, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure how much juicy stuff you're gonna get out of me. Uh, I think I, I live a very bland type of life. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, particularly adventurous and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, how I got to don't where judge I am. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how I got to where I am now? So I think, like you said, look, I'm actually originally from the Manikulin province. That's where my dad comes from. But uh, I grew up on my mother's side, uh, which is Mashingo. Uh, so the early parts of my childhood, uh, I grew up in in a small little village called Zimuto uh, in, uh, in, in Mashingo. I would say probably at the age of 10 or so, my uncle then uh, said, you know what, um, this is a lot of potential in me. And he said, I need to go and live with him in, in Arari. So I moved over to Harare and uh, went to Blackiston Primary School, which was a massive, 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 uh, you know, uh, change. I mean, you can imagine now from coming from Roseva, where there was no electricity, no running water, you know, we didn't speak English, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then suddenly, like being in the city, bright lights, having to learn how to speak English. So... Uh, look, I was very fortunate. Uh, I, I think playing sport made life actually so much easier and, uh, for me to actually transition into into this uh, this new, you know, all these new adventures that uh, that I was now exposed to. Uh, and then, funny enough, when uh, I was at Blackiston, uh, I think a lot of people would know Temba Mliswa uh, as a politician, but before that. You know, I think obviously he was involved in some business, but he was actually the first person that uh, that coached me uh, in rugby. Uh, so Timber Mliswa and um, and another another gentleman, also politician called Gerald Maguranyanga, uh, they were the first people to introduce me to this uh, sport that I, I dearly love, uh, rugby. And yeah, I started playing rugby at Blackiston, and um, you know, from there moved over to Prince Edward, uh, which is you know, I mean, if you want to play rugby in Zim, uh, there's no better school than uh, than Prince Edward. So I was fortunate enough to uh, have been had the privilege and honor of playing for Prince Edward. Uh, absolutely love my time. I always say, uh, in as much as uh, I will always be so so grateful, and I think my memories for playing for the Springboks, uh, obviously uh, my best, some of my best memories. But I think. Playing for Prince Edward, for the Prince Edward Tigers, is probably my most cherished memories. I absolutely love that school, and I'm so appreciative of of how that school environment sort of molded me into into the the, the person that I am today. So I think from Prince Edward, I was you know fortunate enough to have been going for these um, school tours, rugby tours, and you know got exposed to playing rugby at a at a high level. And through there, ended up playing for, for the Zim um, uh, Cravenwick side and uh, picked up a few bursaries, you know, moved over to South Africa. Uh, and, um, yeah, this, I guess from there, 
you know, things just kind of um, moved pretty quickly. And before I knew it, I was moving up the ranks, playing for the SA Under-21s and then uh, Super Rugby and then eventually, you know, playing for the Springboks. So in a nutshell, that's, that's my life, my rugby career rather. It's so great that you mentioned that like one of your greatest memories was definitely playing for the Prince Edward Tigers, because I was actually going to ask you if you have any favorite memories growing up or visiting Zimbabwe. Yeah, look, I think uh, in as much as I mean, I've been in South Africa now for I've been out of Zim for over 20 years. I mean, it doesn't matter how long I live outside of uh, out of Zimbabwe. Um, I'm Zimbabwean. Uh, so uh, for me, I mean, I don't quite get people that will be like a former Zimbabwean or whatever. Yeah, like I suppose we're all different, uh, <laughs> but I am super proud to be Zimbabwean. I will always identify myself as a Zimbabwean uh, and I will do whatever I can to to see how I can contribute to making Zim a better place. Um, and... Uh, I think I did forget your question. It was favorite memories. <laughs> it was favorite memories. Uh, yeah, look, um, favorite memories. Look, I think even if I look back, uh, my time in the village. Uh, so my grandma raised me and she's the most uh, loving and amazing woman in the world. And I mean, I had a very, very, I still have a very close relationship with my, with my grandma. Uh, so, I mean, there's so much that we did there. Uh, and I was, I, look, despite the fact that I lived in the rural areas and everything, I was actually a very sheltered person. <laughs> uh, I was actually a very sheltered person. And I, and I cannot say that I ever lacked uh, in anything that, that I needed um, while I was there. So, I mean, my time with my grandma is, is, uh, was just amazing. Uh, then obviously... I think uh, certainly moving to moving to to Harare uh, and just sort of climatizing, if you want to say, to the environment, uh, and um, certainly the journey from Form One to Form Four at Prince Edward was was quite an adventurous one. So um, yeah, the, I mean those are by far. Obviously, apart from me being married and having children. Uh, just in terms of that journey before that, and obviously, I mean, I can't, I can't not mention my, my time, you know, playing professional rugby and uh, having the, the opportunity to visit all these amazing countries that uh, I mean, I never even knew existed, and yeah, I think I've I've been really fortunate to have met some amazing people along the way as well. Through visiting these different countries, um, I, I come from the perspective of being a third culture kid. So I was born in Zimbabwe, grew up in London and Beijing. Live, I've been living in America for just over six years. With visiting these other countries, do you feel like it's shaped your worldview in any way and seeing the differences in cultures, but also the way that cultures are similar, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, firstly, for you, I mean, living in Beijing must have been quite uh, quite an experience. Uh, uh, how long were you there for? I was there for, <laughs> I'm going to say this, I was there for all of my teens. But by the wow. way, listeners, I'm still a teenager. Yeah, so <laughs> I was there all of my teens and it was like the best years of my life. I can't, I can't even imagine what it would have been like being a teenager anywhere else. Mm. Like I went to international school so it kind of felt like being part of a mini UN where we were just like 
existing. <laughs> yeah, we were we were we were existing and no one had beef with each other. It didn't seem at the time like, you know, th- like there was racism or homophobia or anything. We were just we just were. Yeah. And a lot of the people that I went to school with were in the same situation as me. Like they'd also grown up in other places before they came to Beijing. So it was just this mm. great place where we could just share our experiences and just, we were literally, our school, Harrow International School, literally raised us to be global citizens. And we mm. would have these expeditions every year at school where they would send us out into different remote areas and sometimes villages in China to just understand the world in a better way and to to be a more more appreciative of the stuff that we have. So I remember we volunteered for different orphanages or like donated musical instruments or taught children music and drama and 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 some some people would go to different areas and help build things and mm. and we'd also like immerse ourselves in the culture we'd go like bike riding and learn different cooking and picking opera so it was it was definitely great in like opening up my worldview to be like this these are different cultures china was preparing for the olympics but it was so interesting to go into different areas seeing the poverty and seeing how either it was similar to zimbabwe or worse than what was happening in Zimbabwe, which was very interesting for me to see. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you have a message you want to share with the world, or you think, ooh, it could be fun to have my own talk show like one guy, getting started is easier than ever. Here at Zim Excellence, we use Buzzsprout, which is hands down the easiest, most affordable, and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Start for free and list your show on directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping and teaching you to succeed. Just check out their YouTube videos. They are filled with tons of information. So join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Sign up today using the link in the show notes or go to wongai.com forward slash podcast creation and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. It also helps support the show. So go ahead, sign up for Buzzsprout and keep me posted on your new podcast. Now back to the show. That's amazing. Uh, that's amazing. I think you touched on a few things there. Like, definitely, I think one of the things that uh, I certainly I'm so so grateful for is one is playing sport. Well, going to mixed schools where you've got people from from different races, different cultures, uh, different sort of socioeconomic um, uh, standings, uh, and then playing sport was also played a, a, an, an incredible role uh, in my life in terms of shaping me uh, and how I, uh, how I see people. And obviously, you know, traveling and being exposed to, you know, traveling and seeing and experiencing all these different cultures and different places uh, is amazing. And I think if there's one thing that less privileged or rather people that are living in poverty 
uh, particularly the kids, uh, that is that I really feel for them is that being robbed of that opportunity to experience different cultures and different um, places is, I mean, it, it, you, just, you just look at things differently. And at times it's actually not even about, it's not even about class. So I look at even some of my white friends, uh, well, some of the white friends, some of the white friends that have become obviously my friends, their view of different cultures uh, at times has been quite different because they, maybe they didn't have black friends before. Maybe they were not exposed to different cultures and different races before. So their view of life, I always laugh at uh, one of the things that I used to do when, you know, when uh, I was playing, uh, playing rugby was that, uh, I, I mean, I'm someone who loves building bridges. Um, and, you know, you, I think being a foreigner living in South Africa, it, it, it actually gave me some, some sort of an advantage in that I was able to, to, you know, to connect with whether it be Afrikaans or English, English white guys because of the rugby. So I was sort of privy to some conversations that take place there. Uh, and then at the same time, I was also friends with my black South African friends. Uh, and then, you know, you hear all these sort of different uh, preconceived ideas about, about, about certain races, uh, which uh, are often shaped out of, not out of knowledge, but out of perception. So it's amazing when you get people together, let's say you're having a bry and having a bit of a laugh, and then people loosen up. Then afterwards, then, you know, yeah, oh, that guy is actually not a, he's not a bad guy for a white, for a white guy, huh? or, you know. You know that guy is a you know he's a uh, he's, he's a nice guy. You know it's it's just one of those things where if people don't mix and they don't they don't get to know each other, there'll always be these preconceived ideas of oh whites are racist or uh, blacks are you know whatever whatever the case whatever the case may be. So I've just found that um, the more we can expose ourselves to different cultures, uh, go and experience different countries and all that kind of stuff. It's, I mean, it just shapes your worldview in a tremendous way. I love that. And I love that we're touching on this because you say that you you are someone who builds bridges. I call myself a connector. Actually, my friends say, Bonga, you're the plug. They call me the plug. <laughs> but I see ah, myself yeah. definitely as a connector. And I love talking to people. And, and it's great to have these conversations. I know that Nelson Mandela definitely in, inspired you to play rugby. I read that somewhere. And this whole idea of sport having the power to bring people together, which I feel performing arts has given me that power to bring people together or to educate people or help them escape from whatever whatever thing they're going through in a given moment, just for like a short amount of time. I want to ask, who were the three people that you looked up to as examples when you were growing up? Uh, I think it was actually my family members. So my mom, particularly in my mom, she, uh, I'm, I, I'm sure you would know, we, so we didn't come from wealth, but, you know, my mom is always hardworking and uh, it's really through the stories that she would tell, you know, coming, coming to South Africa, coming to come buy a few things and 
and going coming uh, going back home to sell. Now she'll tell me of all these incredible uh, stories about how, on the one hand, South Africa is is a land of opportunity, but on the other hand, you know, there's obviously oppression that was during apartheid days. But I mean, I I grew up seeing my 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 mom just working. I mean, my mom is she's uh, she's a very very hard worker. And she, yeah, she just really inspired me. Just seeing how how hard she worked for, for 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 me, for my brother, and uh, for everything that she had. And you know, uh, my uncles were also uh, incredibly uh, hardworking. And also, I think more importantly, I think through my family, particularly my uncles, I learned how to communicate and how to relate to people. Uh, the 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 my late uncle particularly, you know, on a teacher's salary, he managed to put so many of his you know for so many of his family through school, and yeah, it was really really just just uh, inspirational just to see how he was always willing to go the extra mile to 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 help uh, to help someone else, um, and. You know, my uncle played for the Tigers. For uh, he was a very talented athlete. Uh, he's actually more of a brother than 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 an uncle. Uh, but you know, he ended up becoming gladiator, uh, South African gladiator, which was a very popular show back in the day. Uh, so you know, certainly I think because he he made it, uh, it certainly gave me that that belief that if he could make it, I could make it too. So I think it, it certainly helps having examples in your family of people that uh, that have come from very exactly the same circumstances, but they've you know they have um, they have uh, they've achieved. Um, so I would say you know those those three uh, were definitely um, my my inspiration. I mean you know we could say oh you know Michael Jordan, but I mean I enjoyed watching a little bit of basketball. In fact, I knew people like Michael Jordan, Maradona, Pele, and all of those type of people. Just through, this was me in, in the rural areas, just through people talking about them that had never actually even seen them, but they had heard of these legends. So, <laughs> so you know, you, you grow up wanting to be uh, like Pele, just knowing that, hey, okay, Pele is a, was, a, was an amazing football player, but you've, got, no, you've never actually seen him play. So yeah, I think uh, I'm fortunate to have had amazing examples of, you know, of, of people in my family. It's interesting that you bring up Michael Jordan and Pele. Um, I don't, you probably, you've probably seen it, but I loved watching The Last Dance on Netflix. It just like took me back to the 90s mm. and got me yeah. really riled up. I am someone who grew up, who never really participated in sports, but I am obsessed with sports movies. So anything that involves people playing sports, because then at the end they win or whatever, that anticipation and just the idea of training and the idea of the Olympics, I have always found inspiring the power that athletes have and the power that just people in the public eye have and what they what they can do with that. Like the fact that Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, may he rest in peace. They've become such inspirations, not only for playing sport and doing your best or being great business people, but they've also become symbols of what it means to keep pushing yourself. Yeah. 
and striving towards excellence, even if you never get there, which I think is really great and inspirational. What does it feel like knowing that you are a representative of your country? How does it feel knowing that you've gone further than the people before you, than your ancestors ever did? Well, I mean, starting with the ancestry uh, thing is like, obviously, without without them uh, having fought for for us uh, to be, you know, having given their lives, and mo- most of them gave gave their lives, uh, so that we could have uh, an opportunity where we are on equal footing. You know, we wouldn't be here. Uh, and I think touching on the power of sport. Uh, I was actually having a, a very a very good conversation yesterday with uh, with Mr. Mtasa. We were actually talking about a similar similar subject, and uh, you know he mentioned the role that someone like Tiger Woods. You could even throw in the uh, Michael Jordan, uh, you know Muhammad Ali, you know those kind of guys that, because of their incredible success in sport, it not only changed the perception. And our worldview as black people that we too can achieve it, but it also changed other races, uh, and it opened up, you know, really in terms of that um, uh, building bridges. Uh, the fact that, you know, someone like Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. I mean, Tiger Woods, what he achieved in in golf. Uh, golf was never known as uh, as a black man's sport. It was always known as a white sport. And the fact that he absolutely dominated for the longest time, it gave, it gave I guess, the perception uh, on the, let's say, white or other colors, uh, racial races that, hey, you know what, black people can, can do it as well. And it was, I would like to believe that it also played a, 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 some sort of a role in eventually uh, Barack Obama being, uh, you know, making it to the office. So I, I do think that Going back to my role, if you've been given some sort of a platform where people recognize you, uh, whether it be through sport or through through even work, I think we all have a, some sort of a responsibility uh, that we've got to, um, you know, I love that uh, one of the verses in the Bible that talks about for much is given, much is required, uh, that, uh, you know, that we, we all have a, a, a sort of role to play in in whether it be nation building or, um, or whatever the, the case may be, we just really have to use what we have to, you know, to make this world a better place and, you know, to represent uh, our country. You know, I mean, you don't know how many times I get asked, so how, exactly how, how things are, how are things in Zim? Uh, and how is this and how is that? Uh, and I think, look, we, 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 we can't hide from the fact that, look, Zim is not in a great place. We were fortunate that I would like, I think that our generation, guys that are like about my age, were some of the last people uh, to experience, of the, of the younger generation, to experience Zim when things were going well. And I feel sorry for the kids growing up now experiencing Zim not in a good state. But in saying that, all the bad things that are that are going on, and every country has got its has got its own. There's no country that, that is perfect. Uh, there is certainly a lot of positive things that we can we can draw and we can say about our country. And I think 
yes, the negative stuff can be can be addressed. Uh, but I think that you know, if we really focus on the amazing good things that we have, you know, we we can be better off. My friends, I hope you enjoyed part one. But before you go ahead and click play on part two, please, please, please go ahead, click that subscribe button, rate, review. And once you're done, meet me back for part two.